One of the most common questions I get asked is, do you have any tips for business women? Problem is, that's such a broad question. It's like asking a mechanic, do you have any advice for fixing cars? They've built an entire career and it took a long time for them to gain all of that expertise. So it's hard to impart anything useful quickly. So let's talk it out. I'm Mazda Miles and this is Restrooms and Boardrooms. Hey guys, welcome to season two of Restrooms and Boardrooms. This is the season premiere. Restrooms and Boardrooms is the podcast that informs and inspires women with a little pep talk and some girl talk for those who are bent on running shit in business, entrepreneurship, leadership, culture, and life. As always, I have my boardroom directors with me. You know I do not do this alone. We have Dion Ringgold, the man with the plan. Thank you so much for being here, Dion. I'm super stoked <laughs> for the season premiere of season two. This is this is gonna be fun. Let's get it. It is, it's gonna be amazing. Also, I'm letting you guys in on like my best kept secret. He doesn't even know I'm gonna do this, but literally my roadie, my road dog, the person I take with me everywhere, the company I work with producing these multi-million dollar events um, is New Millennium Audio Visual Systems. Behind the soundboard is Rashid Dugan. He's probably not gonna call out because he's doing his <laughs> audio engineer thing, but I need y'all to know that that is who I work with and this is the company that you need to call when you need something and behind the scenes running the camera is Matt he's probably gonna be quiet too because he's doing his <laughs> deal and one of the things that you're gonna see that's going to be new this season is I am going to continue to have amazing guests today I have with me Ms. Sade Elam she is the financial stylist a glampreneur an Amazon best-selling author an insurance coach public speaker, and so much more. You're in for a treat. Thank you for being with me, Sade. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> hey, guys. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we're going to be digging deep and giving you information and tips that we wish that we had when we were starting our own businesses. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about investing in yourself, investing in your money, investing in your business, investing in yourself, using your money to invest in yourself. And um, as our good local, I call him my boo, says, <laughs> Meek says, scared money don't make no money. So we're going to talk about that. And um, as you know, we're going to have our segment, Boss Move or Soft Move. And at the end, I'm going to discuss something I just have to be honest about. So if y'all are ready, we are going to get into it. Let's go. Ready? Let's go. All righty. As you all should know by now, I recommend you start every single day with a little pep talk to yourself, for yourself, with yourself to get your mind right. I feel like during this time, it is absolutely necessary that you pep talk yourself and give to yourself. So often as women, we do not do for ourselves. We do not give to ourselves. We pour out into everyone else so much that we forget about ourselves. I am on a mission to change that. I want women everywhere to remember to pay yourself first. You have to fill your own cup so that you have something to give someone else when they need it without depleting your own source. This pep talk is one that I just recently had to give myself this week. I preach it so much to so many other women and entrepreneurs and I found myself having to tell it to myself quite honestly. I was going through some things that I needed to do in my business and give to myself and invest and I found myself shaking in my boots and unwilling to make the changes and the effort that I needed to. So I just wanna let you know that I'm not pepping you up about things that I don't pep myself up about as well. 
These are real, raw, honest pep talks that come from my heart, sometimes and most times things that I'm saying to myself. So if you're ready, here goes. Girl, nothing comes without having a risk. And you know this, every single time you've invested in yourself, you've pushed further and harder, done the research, done the work, and knew that it was time to bet on you, you've won. This is no different. Stop letting the dollar signs run you. You know who you are, you know what you do. You know that every single time you leap, you fly. So remember, you never lose. You only win or you learn. You got this. I'm writing that one down, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> So the topic of the day, as you know, is scared money don't make no money. So today, as I mentioned, I have an amazing guest, again, Sade Elam. She is the financial analyst. I already went down the list of amazing things she is. She's a best-selling author, and she is an entrepreneur, a glampreneur at that. Um, she is the financial stylist and insurance coach, so much more. I also know that you are a mom to a princess. Yes, uh, all those wonderful things. So thank you for being here with me, Sade. I know you. I've said a lot of things about you. Please feel free to tell our listening audience anything else that you think they should know about you. Well, first, thank you for having me, Mazda. Um, outside of all those things, just know that I'm somebody who bet on myself to go out and do it. And so you can do it too. Nothing really spectacular except for go after your, your dreams. Um, I'm working on a couple of events and another book coming out about personal development. Um, but outside of that, that's pretty much it for right now. <laughs> All right, good, good. Great to know. I'm looking forward to that next book. And I'm getting the first book. All right. <laughs> it's a good one. I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into this discussion about finance and risk. Um, spending your money to make money, investing in yourself, doing what you have to do. Um, I, one of the things that I'm really big on is talking about how, as an entrepreneur, literally you can't have return if you don't make investment. That is literally a financial term, right, financial person? Yes, It's return on investment. Yes, <laughs> right? and if you don't invest anything, then how can you expect the return? Thank you. So definitely. Thank you. Um, I've really, really um, come across people who have trouble with this as business owners, just individuals, right? Literally people, and I'm sure maybe you can tell me some stories too, but people that literally didn't even start their business, haven't started their business, because they don't want to make the investment. And I'm like, well, how? <laughs> it, it's like, going to take something, right? No, definitely. That happens all the time. People will come and they'll, I have a dream, I have a vision, I want to do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, well, you need to maybe invest in a logo, mm. <laughs> register your business. And come it's on. like, wait, I got to pay for that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> has to be legal, right? Yeah. It's not, it's a hobby, it's a hustle until you register it. And so even small things like here in PA, it's 125 to register your business with the state. Come on, 125. Like, if you have to invest 125 into yourself so that it can make you hundreds, thousands, even possibly millions of dollars, why wouldn't you do it? People come to me all the time with crazy stuff. 199 to start a franchise, and they're like, wait, I, I got to pay that today? 
I mean, when were you going to start? Right. When were you going to? When was that going to happen? Right. At when some point. Gonna, when was that going to happen? I know. I had someone one time, um, and I always say I will um, not use names to protect the guilty. Um, so because they're not. Dion always wants me to give the names. Oh, He's yeah, like, put yeah, them out there. I'm like, keep I'm keeping a cue. Keep but I had someone who was in the creative space. I won't even say what they what they do, so that it won't be obvious. But um, the thing they needed to do was literally a launch. And they were on Facebook. Um, they wanted to launch their um, artistic items. I'll leave it at that, right? And they were on Facebook having like a fundraiser for their launch. Like, I'm going to be able to launch my blah, blah, blah as soon as you all pay, pay for. for <laughs> Can you don't? And I was like, bro, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. I'm going to need you to be, and I, and can, you know, I'm from the event world. So I literally understood the amount of money it would take and I started doing math and I was like, dude only needs like $500 and he'll probably sell three times that at the event. So e even if it's an investment though, even if there's no initial return, right? It's still. It's definitely, definitely sometimes you have to put up front knowing that it's gonna come back later. There have been, there's been times where I've done that um, before I got into the insurance broker business and before I um, became an author. Well shoot, let's start with the author. Even with the author, it was a collaborative. I had to put up maybe like $1,500. Come on here. I didn't make the money. I, the chapter wasn't even written. The book wasn't published or anything and I still had to put up money up front knowing that, okay, after it's published, after yes. it comes out, then the money comes. Yes. I think sometimes our, people don't believe enough in themselves mm. to put their own money on the line. Mm. And so they want to leverage everybody else. Hey, let's can, can you donate? It's a GoFundMe. It's for a good cause. It's for my business. Yeah. And it's like, but you haven't even invested in yourself, so why should I? Wow. Wow. You talking heavy, sis. You talking heavy, sis. <laughs> Seriously. Um, you kind of segue into one of the things that I think a lot about a lot is entrepreneurs. Is another thing is not believing in yourself enough to invest but the other thing I often think about is that sometimes it takes that investment to give you enough skin in the game so that you will hustle to make that money back yes I'm afraid of entrepreneurs that that got all their money from daddy and that got all their money from you know a, a loan that they may or may you know that they don't feel like they put any skin in the game yeah, right they don't value it as much right they, they don't, don't value, value it. you value what you pay for listen when you put your money on the line, <laughs> you like, this has to work. If somebody else gave it to you, it's kind of like, uh. Eh. It's nothing that I lost. Just recently, um, I was supposed to go to another state. We're going to keep it cute for the guilty, right? That's how you say Come it. on, come on. Um, I was supposed to go somewhere else for an event. And I'm like, okay, well, how's the marketing? How's the registrations? They're like, oh, I have to ask so-and-so. I'm like, you don't know it's your event. Well, you know, because this happened, I have to check in. And after a series of conversations, I said, you know what I realized? It's because you don't, you're not losing anything. Mm. You're not losing anything. You don't have to pay for me to come there. I was, I'm doing this from the kindness of my mm. heart. The venue space was your friend. They lent it to you. You didn't even have to set up the registration. And so when you don't have anything vested, you don't really care if it works or not because yeah. it's not on your dime. That's good. The perspective shift, I mean, the, the thought process shifted when I said, okay, how about this? I'm still willing to come, whether you have guest registered or not, but you have to book my flight. Mm -hmm. It was a deep gulp. Mm -hmm. I was like, you, you know, let me think about it. And I got a call and say, yeah, we're not going to do the event. Yeah, yeah. Because th then 
their money was vested. Their money was vested. And then it was on the line. That's good. I know for me, one of the big investments, and I'd love for you to share one of the ones that you did because you just shared about your um, publishing. One of the big investments for me was early on in my business. I remember um, that I put a really all I had left in my savings into a training program for sales. Um, at the time, everybody thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. They were like, wow, you can Google how to sell. What I found was I really didn't have a sales process. Um, I sell, you know, production for events. Those are big ticket items. It's not a thousand dollars, two thousand. I work with corporations. Like we don't get out of bed, as they say, for less than fifteen thousand dollars. And I didn't know how to get anyone to say yes to that. Mm -hmm. I had a background in corporate events, but I didn't know how to get people to sign on the line for that. And at a point in my soul, in my gut, I knew that I needed more than a great conversation to get someone to sign. I needed to understand what it meant to go through a full sales conversation, to close a deal, mm -hmm. all of those things. And I invested about $10,000. My last and my last and my last, I was coming off of unemployment, it was my nest egg. It was what was supposed to last me in case I didn't really make it with right. this event company. Um, and like I said, folks thought I was crazy, but in 90 days, I closed two sales, which equal to $90,000 worth of business. You better go so girl. everybody then was like, oh, you made the right move. You, Spoiler you, you, alert, you, you, it worked out. <laughs> right? Hashtag it, it, it worked. It, it worked out. I didn't have to uh, go find, because at this point, I was praying and telling the Lord that I need to go find a find a job. Um, and somebody didn't hire me. Um, so one other thing I wanted to bring up before we close this segment, because you had so many amazing things to say, is I was listening to you and something awesome that you said, a quote, I don't want to misquote you, I have to make sure I get get this, it was a quotable, um, and I may have to use it. I'll give you credit. Dion doesn't give people credit, but I'll nope. give you credit I mean, when I use you it. You can have it. <laughs> I appreciate the credit. If you don't, I don't give people credit all the time either. Oh, see, I appreciate you. Thank you for your transparency. Yeah. Um, you said that progression is better than perfection. Yes. And I felt, like, I felt like I needed to see a lot on that when you said that. I kind of was like, woo, child speak, tell it. Um, and I thought it was so fitting for our talk because it is so easy to get stuck in a step, even if that step is not taking the next move for the investment or the thing that you need to do. Um, I always say, I often say, don't get stuck in a step. But I, I just would love for you to share um, where that came from, that, you know, that, that, that awesome quote. So for me, I, I would used to be a perfectionist. Um, I grew up in a household where anything less than an A was not acceptable. Mm. I had a super smart brother who just, he's like, the, he was, everybody, he's the golden child. Like, mm -hmm. everybody got their sibling. Yep. He was like the golden <laughs> child. And so I, I just always wanted to be better than him. Yeah. And then as well, having to have good grades all the time, having to be that picture perfect child, spoke, speak when spoken to, and mm -hmm. all those other things, had me afraid to mess up. Coming into entrepreneurship, I was afraid to mess up, but that meant I was afraid to take steps. Come on here. Just like a baby has to learn how to, they, they stumble when they first start walking. They fall, but they get back up. And so after maybe a year, two years of wondering why I was stuck, it was really because I realized that I was afraid to take the next move because I didn't know everything, because mm -hmm. I didn't really have the how-to. I went to school for nursing, and I started my first business in the fashion industry and like had to do design websites and everything that I just had no idea how to do. Yeah. And so I realized that as long as you're making progress and learning, it's okay. Yes. Because if you're trying to be perfect, there is no perfect. Yeah. And so pro progression is better than perfection because nothing will ever be perfect. 
not in your eyes, not in the next person's eyes. Everybody will find a flaw. You yeah. will find a flaw in your perfection. Yes. And so even that, you just have to realize that I just have to keep taking those steps to make progress. Awesome. Well, on that note, I want to thank you again, Sade, for being here. Thank you so much for your amazing words of wisdom and for being an amazing guest. Thanks for having me. You are amazing. I'm, look, I'm excited for the rest of the episodes. Like, <laughs> I want like sneak peeks or something. <laughs> we'll make that happen. We'll oh, make yeah. that happen. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So we're going to move into our next segment. Um, Dion, take it away. Yeah, man. So this is one of my favorite segments because <laughs> Mazda always does this so well. So now that we have a guest here, I definitely want to hear your perspective on it, too. So the segment is called Boss Move or Soft Move. This is how it goes. I'm going to read something that's in the news that happened, and you guys are going to tell me whether it's a boss move or a soft move. Cool? Got it. All yep. right. So the boss move or soft move. There is a Jamaican man who collected his $95 million lottery winnings in a Darth Vader costume. Is that a boss move or a soft move to show up to collect your $95 million lottery winnings in a Darth Vader costume? I'm going to give it a boss move. <laughs> Here's why. I, I got follow-up questions. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to give it a boss move because it's like, man, I'm going to do what I want to do. Who is, who in it, like, you? Everybody probably thought he was crazy. Like, you going to show up in Darth Vader, really? <laughs> He's like, man, I don't care about you. Give me my check. Yeah. Like, I came to get my money. I don't care what you think. And so I'm going to call it a boss move just because he was confident enough to do it. Mazda. I'm, I'm a Sade. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, it's a boss move. Like, run me my money. Oh, I can wow. show up as whoever I want to be. $95 million? You're not going to tell me how to show up? Hello. I can show up naked check. for I, take me to jail and run me my money. I don't think you guys are thinking about this the right way. So I think he showed up in a dark mind. Darth Vader is head-to-toe costume. Because right. he didn't no. want people to know who he was? Exactly. Still <laughs> a, not a boss move. move. Still a boss yeah. move. Listen. Run me my money move. and I'm keeping it. How about it? run me my money don't... and don't ask me for nothing anyway and see who no. I am? No. Do you no. know Do you know the people? But it was kind of cool, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, do you know you the people? Yes. It was no, a boss move. It was a boss move. It was, it was pretty Because I'm going to take my money and disappear. And they The geek in me was like, ha-ha, that's pretty cool. And they're like, oh. Yeah, no. Boss move wins. Yeah, boss move. Masa, talk to us about something that you just have to be honest about. All right, so Simone Biles was featured um, on the cover of Vogue, yay! Um, but the lighting and color treatments were horrible. And of course, Vogue is under fire for this and for not hiring, number one, not hiring a black photographer, but also for not s presenting Simone in a way that's not exactly her best light, mm -hmm. pun intended, okay? Um, <laughs> and if I'm honest, I feel it's disgraceful. It's absolutely disgraceful. As a black woman who has who who works in production, who has been in press and been in magazines and all of that, you know, um, you know, small time. I'm not on Vogue. I mean, let's be real. But at the same time, um, I have personally faced this, and it is something that I feel like an a an organization as large as Vogue, after all these blank, blank years, after all we are going through and where we are, are you serious right now? And what it taught me is that it's more than about, you know, whether or not it was a black photographer. I mean, that's nice. Sure, Black Lives Matter, all of that, I'm with it, right? All of that. But even if it were the fact that they didn't have a photographer, they didn't have enough sense 
to have the people in the room. My thing is, who's in your editing room? Yeah. Like, that yeah. tells me black eyes weren't on this, yeah. black voices weren't yep. heard, black opinions weren't heard. That tells me more about your organization as a whole yep. than just this feature, and that's what's disgraceful to yeah. me. So, I, I'm, if I'm honest, it's disgraceful, and, and, and I'm, I'm disgusted. Yeah, Sade, I don't know if you've seen it, but it was, it was interesting with some people on Twitter who literally, they said this editing took like, 10, Ten minutes. minutes, right? I saw, yep. so I that, saw right? that. I saw it's that. Just to bring up the shoe to show, you know, how beautiful right. her skin tone really yep. is. Yep. I mean, some of these, some of these photos are are kind of like, did you did you not realize you were shooting a person of color? Like, did you not go in here prepared? Because it really, it really was kind of like for this to be on the cover of Vogue, you should do better. You know, my biggest thing with Vogue is that you're a hundred plus years old. And we celebrate you for having one black person shoot a cover. Mm. So I, I have my hangups with Vogue. I feel like we need to stop supporting that. We need to stop being excited about them, presenting people that's already bigger than them for their benefit. Because mm. honestly, Simone Biles is the, the most decorated gymnast, period. How about that? We don't need you, Vogue. So you only, you're only going to benefit and be a black property. You're going to benefit off of her, you know, her, her iconicness, her, you know, her dopeness yep. and but at the same time, you're not going to pay the person behind the scene who's not really giving you all that, right? Who's not as big as a Simone Biles to 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 capture to make sure it's done well and represent it properly. So, love to see. You know, what do you think about that? To be honest, that's what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, right. No, but to be honest, you both are really right. And so, I think what it says beyond um, this big corporation not having the right people to even say, hey, hey, this isn't right. Yeah. You know, it says something about what you just said. Hey, it's time for us to stop looking for a, or I listen to you too, don't worry, begging <laughs> <laughs> for people to, um, to put us on these prestige covers or yeah. something that we think is iconic. And we can do it ourselves yeah. because mm -hmm. like you said, Simone, she is an icon yeah. in her industry. Like everybody know who she is. She's been celebrated so much. Like, did you really need this yeah, magazine exactly. to give you any more credibility? Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe we need to stop seeking that because maybe she felt like it made her more or a higher stature than yeah. she is. And maybe we need to stop looking for mm -hmm. these companies and large corporations to give us the status and the stature and the credibility and do it ourselves. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that's Yeah, I think a lot of times we, we live off of, oh, but they're their legacy, and I'm like, that's cute, but our legacy is that they don't hire black people too. Yeah. Let, let's not just say their legacy is that they've been around the longest, they've also been around long enough to know better. Right. You know. You're right. I think a lot of times we we get caught up in the the first so and the I'm she's the first. I'm the first. Yeah. This is the first time. And instead of us stepping back and saying, wait, I'm gonna challenge you. Why am I the first? Mm -hmm. And what are you exactly. gonna do to change that? Exactly. And what internally is gonna change about you? What what promises? Because I've heard certain people m make demands, right, before agreeing. I'd love to see us start to do that, yeah. right? Oh, so I'm the first black woman that's gonna grace your cover, wonderful. Before I say do? yes to this, what can you commit to me that you're gonna do in the future? I don't want it to be another 100 years, right? right. No, definitely, and, and when you have that, when you, once again, I, from you, once you know your worth, yeah. you start to be comfortable negotiating I'll I be listening, y'all. I be listening. <laughs> I love it. Right, but you start to get comfortable negotiating what you feel needs to happen, whether it's to to benefit you personally or in the long run to benefit other people that you can help. And so it's just we just have to realize that we are worth more than we think. I love it. Absolutely. 
Well, guys, that is our time for today. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Restrooms and Boardrooms. I hope that you remember and realize that these pep talks in the restrooms help you make the money in the boardrooms. We really want you to join us in this conversation. If you have any questions or anything, you can send me a message at hello at mazdamiles.com. That feedback, that question just might be featured on the next pod. And if you have not already subscribed, make it your business to do so now so you get that notification every single time an episode drops. Also make sure that you are following me on all social media because we are going to keep the conversation going as always. I'm Mazda Miles on Instagram and Twitter. Another shout out to my special guest, Sade. Thank you so much. And fun. yes, I appreciate <laughs> you so much. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you on social? Um, you can find me on all my socials at The Financial Stylist and my website, www.thefinancialstylist.com. Awesome. Another shout out to my boardroom directors. What up, though? So excited. <laughs> you guys did great. Make sure you guys smash that button, hit notifications as well. We are also on YouTube now as well. So make sure that you follow the restrooms and boardrooms page on YouTube. Awesome. And again, thank you so much to New Millennium Audiovisual Sound. They are the crew that you want to be working with for all of your audiovisual needs, as well as our awesome videographer, Matt, behind the scenes. And as always, shout out to all my boss babes. Until next time, talk to you next time. <laughs>